You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 90. So I'm sure by now you've all heard the news, but Elon Musk is buying Twitter. And honestly, I'm here for it. Not because I'm like the world's biggest Elon fan or anything like that, but because of his stance on freedom of speech. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about it, but as an American, having the freedom to do and say as we please is a huge privilege that no other country in the world has the opportunity to do. You don't always have to like or agree or even think it's okay for people to say certain things, but having the freedom to do so is key here. All right. Moving on to my actual point now, since this announcement has come out, there have been like so many hilarious memes about Elon and what he is going to do now that he has like officially taken over Twitter. And y'all, if you have not seen some of these, go find them because they're absolutely hilarious. But there is one meme in particular that has been sticking out to me, mostly because I've seen other business owners talking about it a lot. And so it's really just kind of piqued my interest and sparked a little bit of a conversation in my head and hence this whole entire episode that we're talking about today. So this meme in particular says something like, now that I own Twitter, and it's from Elon Musk's perspective, it's not something that he actually tweeted, it's just intended to like look like a tweet that he did, but it says, now that I own Twitter, I'm deleting it, go outside and enjoy your life, or something along those lines, I'm kind of paraphrasing. And while I'm sure most people see the humor in it, I have noticed that business owners are like resharing it, and then they're saying stuff on top of it, like, okay, but please don't do this to Instagram because that's where my business is at. Now, now, while I can agree that Instagram is a huge priority in many of our businesses, including my own, that it's, you know, where I get a lot of my inquiries from, it's where a lot of my business is generated, it's not the only place that I have my business and my focus for my marketing specifically. And why is that? Well, because of situations exactly like this. What would you do if something like this actually happened to Instagram? Like Mark Zuckerberg could change his mind any second and decide that he knows longer wants the company and could choose to just end it all. It's not an unrealistic thought, even though it feels like it would be so far-fetched. It's really not. I mean, we saw, again, like Twitter has changed so much from censoring people and social media is really big on censoring in general. And now to have somebody step in and buy the entire company and say like, that's all going to change. Something similar could potentially happen to a platform like Instagram and it could flip things for the better or for the worse. So you have to be prepared for things like that and for potentially it all to just end for your favorite platform, whether it be Instagram or something else, to just go away. And then what? How would your business be affected at that point? If the thought of a platform like Instagram being deleted or like I said, any social media platform for that matter, if that like freaks you out that much because you don't know how you would reach your clients or how you would make money, then we need to chat. Today's episode is all about different ways that you can market your business that do not require social media at all. Because while we love these platforms and everything that they can do for us, they are not the only way to generate income and customers. So if you're ready to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit, get out of your bubble and do something different for your business, then let's dive on in and get to work. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. 
We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. A lot of people think of social media when they think of marketing. So on this episode, we're not gonna be talking about social media like at all. And maybe that scares some of you, but it might excite others of you because social media can be this really amazing place, but it can also feel really redundant and like you are on this never ending merry-go-round. And instead of hounding on you about how to grow your Instagram account and how to get more followers and get more likes and engagement and all of that, let's take today to be a little more creative and brainstorm some marketing ideas that require zero social media usage. So grab a pen and paper and write these down because trust me when I say you are not going to want to forget these marketing methods and ideas. I also want to emphasize that in order to be successful in your business and marketing strategies, no matter what path you go, you do not need to be some super extra extroverted person. I feel like that tends to be something that a lot of people get mixed up and they believe and they tend to think that the louder and crazier and more out there they present themselves, the more customers that they're going to attract. And that can be really daunting for someone who just doesn't, that doesn't come naturally to them. And this just couldn't be further from the truth. While I do consider myself to be fairly extroverted, I would not say that I'm the loudest person in the room at any given time. Some people have no shame and will dance on the table in front of strangers completely sober and all by themselves and that's not really me but I'm also not the person that's standing in the corner not talking to anyone either so no matter where you fall on that spectrum just know that there's a place for you and that it is possible to find success and find your people but how you're going to find your people is through the right type of marketing strategy So the first idea for marketing without social media is to leverage your past clients or customers. This is really easy because the hard part has already been done for you. Instead of focusing on trying to generate a bunch of new leads, pour your time and attention into your past and current clients. This means doing things like asking for reviews and testimonials, providing some kind of amazing client experience that has them raving about you to their friends and family. Send them a gift or a card. Anything you can do to really elevate your relationship with them is a great way to get those word of mouth referrals. And those are so, so important. And probably one of the strongest ways that you're going to build a tangible business is when you have word of mouth referrals. That's just really, that social proof is really important. And remember that your client experience begins the moment that someone is introduced to your brand, not just when they actually book you. Everything from the language you're using to your communication skills and how will you prep them etc that's all part of your overall experience and I actually have another episode that you may want to check out that's kind of in relation to this particular topic so if you want to go to episode 48 after you're done listening to this one it's all about how to get customer testimonials that actually will help you sell better in the future in that episode I really break down and teach you how to ask for testimonials from past clients that is crafted in a way that you want to be represented while still being true and honest of course but there's really this 
like art form that comes with getting solid testimonials and it requires more than just a simple email or text message or whatever that says hey please go leave a review on my Facebook page you want it to be a little more thoughtful and intentional with that especially if you find yourself getting just testimonials that are like she was really great like awesome to work with like one sentence if you're not getting those reviews and those testimonials that are like paragraphs long of somebody just going on and on and on about how much they love you and how much they would recommend you, then that's a really good episode to go listen to. The second type of marketing strategy you could do is networking. So have you ever heard that phrase like it's all about who you know? Well, it's pretty true. In any kind of business, making connections with people in similar industries or working with potential references can be so, so helpful. This kind of goes back to getting referrals from past clients. It's also really helpful to get referrals from other people in other industries and vendors and things like that. As a photographer, establishing relationships with vendors at weddings can be such an easy way to get more future clients. There are some venues that I've shot at multiple times and now my name is on their recommended vendor list and they drive a lot of business my way because I have established a relationship with them and we work really well together. This is possible to do with already established venues, but it's also a really great idea to keep your eyes open for new and up and coming venues as well because they likely don't have a vendor list created yet. So it just makes it that much easier for you to get in early and get to the top of that list. So the earlier you can get in, the better. And the same is true with other businesses too. If you're a boutique or a shop of some kind, Getting connected with like wholesalers or other brands is really important or for influencers, getting your name in with photographers, brands, shops, and like really big events that you want to work with or work at are really great ideas. Networking is 100% worth the time and effort that it takes to do successfully. And word of mouth references are oftentimes so much more powerful than just someone who finds your Instagram page. Like I said earlier with your clients, these word of mouth references, people trust the people that they know. So if they have somebody close in their life that's like, yeah, this person's great, they're going to take that over just what people are saying online about you more seriously. So get creative with this. Think about who you could work with right now. What kind of collaborations could you do or what services could you offer them? How can you take people in your industry and show them that you are worth that referral that you want them to give you? Tip number three is to get yourself, your face, your name, whatever, in front of other people's audiences. So if you've ever felt like your audience is full of cold leads, meaning people who are not ready to buy from you right now, sometimes what you need to do is step away from that and reach a different audience for a while. And this is where getting your name and face in front of somebody else's audience can really come in handy. While this is done On social media, oftentimes, it's not the only way because social media is not the only place where people have audiences. You could be a guest on a podcast or you could write on someone else's blog. Just make sure that you are able to bring something of value to that audience that actually serves them and that they're going to walk away feeling like they learned something or took away something. For a personal example, I'm always looking for new guests to come on this show, but if you reach out to me and you just say something like, I want to be on the Branded Cowgirl podcast because I want to bring awareness to my business in the Western industry, well, that probably isn't going to make me that excited to have you on the show because it sounds like all you want to do is just promote yourself. So in Instead, tell me what you want to talk about and why you think it would be helpful to my audience. This will ultimately benefit you as well if my audience finds your information or topic helpful because they're more likely going to come check out your business or your page 
just instead of just hearing you talk for like 20 minutes straight, like a 20 minute long ad about how great your product or service is. So just make sure that you are providing something or offering something that is beneficial to both you and the person that you're trying to get in collaboration with or that you're trying to get in front of their audience for. Idea number four, tip number four. I feel like I've said tip a few times and they're not really tips. They're just like ideas. But anyway, (laughs) idea number four is content marketing. So usually when I ask somebody if they have a content strategy in their business, their response is something like, yeah, I post a picture on Instagram every single day. Like, okay, kindly, I'm here to say that this is not really a strategy or at least not a very well thought out one, especially if you are just randomly posting and writing captions like on the spot. And even if you are pouring your heart and soul into your photos and captions that you're putting on Instagram, do not just let them live and die there. The shelf life for an Instagram post is so little in comparison to other types of content marketing, such as blogging, a podcast, or a video show of sorts. And it's true that the more places you can be online, the better it's going to be. You work hard creating all that value, so make sure that you're working just as hard spreading the knowledge to the world. I feel like that's the biggest thing that people fail at when it comes to creating content online and why they think it doesn't work is they spend so much time in the actual creation process and they're worried so much about creating, creating, creating that they don't spend nearly as much time actually promoting it and putting it out into the world. Like you should be able to create it once and then share it and just keep using it. It should be continuing to bring value and benefit to people for a very long time, like potentially years and years and years. For me and my business personally, I like to separate my content strategy into two sections. And you may have heard me talk about this before in like previous episodes, but basically there is a mega content and a micro content section, also known as like long form and short form content. Mega content is things like videos on YouTube or a podcast or a blog or even your email list in some ways, whereas micro content is things that are like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and so on, all the smaller, typically social media type platforms. Your longer form content is the main content in your business and your social media should just be playing kind of the supporting role that leads people off of that platform and onto something like your blog, your website, your YouTube channel, whatever that may be. This type of marketing is really popular in the world today, but that's only because it works. We are a very content-driven society, and the more that you can produce, the better it will be. But the nice thing is it really only requires you to create one piece of content, long-form content, and then you can use little bits and pieces of that to create content for your supporting platforms. So for me personally, I have this podcast that posts two episodes. I mean, most of the time there's been a couple of weeks where I've skipped some, but Basically, you put, I put out the podcast a couple times a week and with each podcast episode is a corresponding blog post that has basically the same information but in written form. Um, occasionally, I'll do a YouTube video that is the same thing but just visually and then I basically take chunks of that blog post, the written form content, and turn that into Instagram captions and then you can also make them into reels and posts and Twitter posts and Facebook posts. I mean, there's so much you can do and then you can shorten it up and rewrite it a little bit and turn it into an email that you send out to your email list or use an email to refer people back to your original post, like your blog post or your YouTube video or whatever it might be. So don't feel like you have to 
one, don't feel like you have to go out and get on all these platforms all at the same time because that's going to be super overwhelming. But two, don't feel like they all have to work independently of each other. They can all kind of spiderweb and weave together. And that makes it so much easier and so much less work off your plate <laughs> that you're only having to create something once and then everything else just kind of flows along with it. And last but certainly not least is email marketing. Now, I have to call out my friend Yumi really quick while diving into this last idea because we kind of have this ongoing joke about email marketing. No matter how many times I say that people need it in their business, she always jokes that she just keeps on ignoring me. So if you don't want to be the butt of my next joke, then listen up. Also, hi, Yumi. If you have been in business for a while, email marketing might not be a new concept for you, or at least you've heard of it before or something. Or maybe you're like, girl, I have no idea what you're talking about. What the heck is email marketing? Either way, I hope that I can at least emphasize that this is, above all else, probably one of the most important things that I think every business owner should have. On social media platforms, you have access to your audience, sure. You can follow them or you can DM them and whatnot, but if you have those same people opt in to be on your email list, that is where the real magic happens. So often we are frustrated with the algorithm on social media and we complain how it works against us, but newsflash, it really doesn't. But if you feel like you're having a hard time reaching people, then email marketing is for you. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits of an email list. When you have an email list, you literally have the names and emails of people who choose to hear from you. In other words, they want to receive your emails. So if you're worried about being like spammy, this isn't something that you just like put them on for no reason. They have to choose to be on your email list and get the inside scoop of what's going on in your business. Like they have said yes to you. So don't feel like you're being spammy or weird or annoying or anything like that. And the best part is you can segment your entire list according to what people are interested in. So let's say you're a shop of some kind or a boutique or whatever, and you could have a segment for people who took part in like a spring sale. And then you can use that information to serve those people, like those specific group of people, content and information until your next big sale is ready, knowing that they are already warmed up to the idea. So those people are like warm leads and you're building them up and you're, you're sending them spring ideas for your next spring sale or your winter sale or whatever, you know those people tend to jump and act on sales. And so that's that could be one strategy that you use is you, you nurture the people that are already customers and that have already bought something from you. And then maybe you have another section of people that are like cold leads that haven't bought anything from you. So they stick there. And that's where you have to take maybe a little bit slower of approach because they're not as sure on which way they want to go. Or if you are a lifestyle or like a ranch type of business, you could have segments for people who are interested in agriculture and then another one for recipes and then another one for like homesteading tips or something. Um, if you're a photographer, you could have a bride segment, a senior segment, a mini session segment. And that way, anytime you have something that will cater to one of those groups of people specifically, you can directly talk to them instead of just sending out a mass email to everybody about something that they don't all care about. You can just specifically cater to certain groups of people and that just makes your marketing really intentional and it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do. Now, if you're like, okay, Sarah, you have my attention. I may want to give this email marketing thing a try, but how? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. 
I would refer everybody and anybody to Flowdesk. It is the ultimate email marketing platform, in my opinion, that not only makes creating funnels and emails on brand and really fun, but it's also really, really easy and user-friendly to use. And you can actually get a free trial and a discount when you sign up for Flowdesk at sarahelrod.com slash Flowdesk. So that's sarahelrod.com slash F-L-O-D-E-S-K. All in all, my hope is that you are walking away from this episode with a fresh set of eyes on what is possible for your business. There are so many ways to expand and grow that require no social media at all, and I do think that it's important to utilize them before it's too late. So in case you need a little SparkNotes refresher of the marketing ideas, here they are. So number one was leveraging past clients or customers. Number two was networking. Number three is getting in front of other people's audiences. Number four is content marketing. And number five is email marketing. Do not be the person scrambling to grow their email list after Instagram shuts down. Have the two work together so that if and when the time comes, you are already ahead of the game. If you have other great marketing ideas that you want to share, head on over to my Instagram, you know, while you still can, and share them with me. You can reach the podcast at Brandy Cowgirl Podcast or my personal Instagram at Mrs. Sarah Elrod. Also, make sure to join the Facebook group for listeners to continue the conversation there as well. And as always, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, evening, night, or whenever you're listening to this. You are going to do big, big things, and I cannot wait to watch you crush your goals. So until next time, make your today the best one yet and I'll see you in the next one bye guys hey thanks for tuning in to another episode of the branded cowgirl podcast to stay up to date on the show give input ask questions and more make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners you can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash branded cowgirl podcast that's sarahelrodblog.com slash branded cowgirl podcast and if you have not yet make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.